Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hello and welcome back to this week's BitCast. I'm going to do things a little differently today. First of all, I'm not talking about a video game. Just a video game-based movie instead. There was a video game version of this movie that came out long before the movie did, but I'm strictly talking about the movie today. I never really played the Detective Pikachu video game, though I was interested in giving it a try at least once. I never really heard a lot about it. Most of what I heard was that it wasn't really that good, but I'm not sure how much I trust that source or not. Also, I'm going to be doing this episode largely off the cuff, partly to test my approach, and also because my keyboard is not very cooperative right now, and writing out an entire script sounds really agonizing. So we're going to try things this way, see how it goes. Maybe I'll like it better. I mean, I feel a little more real, a little more conversational when I do those guest episodes, and those are mostly off the cuff. There's a bit of a bullet point list, but for the most part, I'm just making up what I say as I go. On the subject of guests, I'm alone for this episode, but I did see this movie with a number of previous BitCast guests. I was meeting up with quite a number of them over in Illinois for the weekend, and we all wanted to see Detective Pikachu. It was kind of the point of the trip was to see Detective Pikachu as a group, but mixed with other friendly activities and stuff, just generally meeting up. It was, it was a good time. I wanted to try that at least once in my life, and it went well, except for the bus rides. Those are horrible. Really, really bad. I, I would not ride Greyhound ever again. But what we're really here for is Detective Pikachu. You don't want to hear me talk about random life events. I'm not some kind of blogger or anything like that. So anyway, Detective Pikachu, or properly known as Pokemon Detective Pikachu, in case we forgot it was a Pokemon property. You can't tell who Pikachu is. No, he's only the most recognizable of all the Pokemons. It is a live-action and also CGI take on the series. I believe it's connected to the video game in that it takes place in Rhyme City, just like in the game. You're a person named Tim teaming up with a talking Pikachu detective, just like in the game. There's a weird Pokemon controlling substance that causes them to go crazy, just like in the game. There, there's even a Mewtwo, just like in the game. And just for the sake of spoilers, let's just get that out of the way now. Spoiler warning for the movie, but probably also the game, I'm not really sure, just to be on the safe side. Pokemon Detective Pikachu plays out a lot like a stereotypical detective movie, if I could be bluntly honest. You know, you've got the two partners, you've got one who's kind of a sourpuss, he's not really into this whole thing, but he gradually warms up to his more light-hearted, silly partner over time. That's kind of what Tim does, played by Justice Smith. I think Tim is probably a bit older than he is in the game. I think video game Tim is like a child or something. 
both versions of Tim seem to be missing their fathers. They team up with Detective Pikachu. And it's kind of interesting that most Pokemon games, they make they make it a non-issue, the fact that your character doesn't have a father. But here, it's actually a source of anxiety for Tim. He left his father on bad terms, and now that he's pronounced dead at the start of the movie, it's just really heartbreaking to see that he and his dad don't have a chance to connect anymore because Tim always thought his dad didn't really care about him. He cared too much more about work and stuff. And Detective Pikachu himself, he's played by Ryan Reynolds as opposed to Keiji Tang. And I like Keiji Tang's performance in almost anything I hear him in, but Ryan Reynolds really knocked it out of the park as Detective Pikachu. Just the right amount of sass and stuff and... I gotta be honest, they made Pikachu adorable. I never really had a problem with Pikachu as being the adorable mascot. I mean, I was I was more into Pichu than Pikachu. Even then, I was never really one for the cutesy Pokemon. I was more into the cool ones. Like a real macho man I am. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, Pikachu is really adorable. And and I can now I can see why he's a mouse. He looks a lot more rodent-like in this movie than in general, I think it's very important that Pikachu looked good in this movie, because a lot of the Pokemon looked kind of grotesque, and that sounds like an insult, and maybe to some degree it is, but I feel like they were grotesque in the right ways. Like, yes, this is what this creature would look like if you put them next to real people. They never looked too bad, like well, CGI Sonic, if we, if we want to go there. Out of all of them, I think it was most important for Pikachu to look good, and they did it, so really glad for that. One of the things I read about is that there are approximately 60 different types of Pokemon in the movie, and it gets a little noticeable in some of the crowd scenes that they've recycled some of the character models, and, you know, that's fair. They can't really have all the Pokemon present, because that would just be a mountainous, Herculean task. It wouldn't be practical at all. And in the games, there are usually limited pools of local Pokemon per area, so it makes sense that some of them would be more likely to appear than others. But just look at all the Panchams and Pangoros. Look at all the Charmanders. Look at all the Sneasels. I gotta say, they have a good spread of generations, too. Inevitably, Generation 1 gets the most focus with Pikachu, of course. Then there's also Mewtwo and Psyduck. There's a Charizard fight at one point. But we do see appearances by Mons from other generations. I think most notably would be the Greninjas in one of the action scenes toward the middle of the movie. But I think the Pokemon aspect was handled well. I guess Rhyme City, which apparently is filmed in London, you can tell by some of the landmarks that they left in, I guess, like the Gherkin. But Rhyme City is this place where Pokemon and people live side by side. And in the Pokemon series, that's no big deal. That's kind of the whole point. They really want to stress that everything is consensual. Pokemon and humans are all best friends. 
But here they take it to the next level. They don't even have Pokeballs or Pokemon fights. They just walk down the street. They they live with you. They do things with you. It's kind of like Ash and Pikachu in the cartoon. What really sold it to me was the visual of like a Snorlax sleeping in the middle of the road and the only thing to do was to drive around it. I think the movie really relied on the presence of Pokemon to be kind of a novelty to help you swallow how by the numbers this detective story really is. Because th there are a lot of cliches. I said there's the the kind of bitter lead and the more lighthearted partner who gets him to open up. There's the few moments of progress they make on the case. There's even a misunderstanding between the two partners. There's a surprise villain in the end. Stuff like that. It was all kind of predictable, really. And even the ultimate fate of Tim's father wasn't a huge shock to me. They they did it a little differently than I thought they would, and I'll, I might get back to that later. But by and large, the story was kind of... It, nothing really surprised me. It was all kind of predictable, really. But I think it still works because it was fun, because it had all the Pokemon and stuff. I think if they ever make a sequel, though, they definitely should have a bit more originality with the story. I don't know if this is due to being based off the game or not. I should probably research the game and maybe do an episode about that, or if not, play it myself. But I think it, it gets by on novelty more often than not, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's a really low bar here. It's the best video game movie I've ever seen, you know, as in being based off an existing video game. I don't know how we want to count Wreck-It Ralph or not. And the only other video game movie that's in the zeitgeist right now is the Sonic movie, and that is a whole other can of worms. Detective Pikachu, say it's good. I think I said that it was predictable, but I was still a little bit surprised. Well, uh, I don't know how to say this, because I wasn't really surprised, surprised, but I guess we could say I'm a little bit gullible, a little trusting. There's the scene where I think uh, Howard is, he's the bad guy, played by Bill Nye, who was uh, apparently turned into a fan of Pokemon after the entire shooting process was over. He played the villain, and... He's not presented as the villain right away. He ends up being like some kind of mission control guy who sends Tim and Detective Pikachu on their way. And it later turns out he actually is the villain. He framed his son, who is apparently the villain in the game version. Here, he's just a guy. And I wasn't really surprised that he turned out to be a villain. But I wasn't expecting it right away either, mainly kind of for the same reason as like the ether paradise in Sun and Moon, is that I didn't want them to be the villains, so I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, there's also this weird thing, is that the gas that makes all the Pokemon primal is called R. I think that's meant to evoke Team Rocket in some way, you know, R, Rocket... Like Jesse and James, they always have that R crest on their shirts. 
But there's also the fact that the villain in the game version is Roger Clifford, who is, you know, the fake bad guy here in the movie. It's just his father, Howard. They also try to connect this Mewtwo to, like, some past version of Mewtwo. They said that it escaped from the Kanto region about 20 years ago. Now, 20 years ago was when Generation 1 came out, more or less. You know, give or take, like, a couple years. But, you know, you could probably you know, forgive, like, time of writing and stuff like that. I'm not really sure if this Mewtwo is meant to be the one from Cerulean Cave, like in the games, or if this is meant to be connected to the Mewtwo who struck back, you know, the, the movie Mewtwo, who I think is also meant to be the Smash Brothers Mewtwo. It, it's really interesting. I'd like to look more into it. I really, I really like that they made Mewtwo one of the central characters. I think the, the Generation 1 pandering... I don't know if I want to call it pandering, but just for the sake of simplicity, the the Generation 1 appeal was really strong with this one. I always remember, you know, aside from Pikachu, of course, some of the more popular Generation 1 mons were Charizard and Mewtwo. I mean, they're in Smash Brothers, even. And the fact that Charizard and Mewtwo are both notable characters in the movie just kind of speaks to that. It's kind of inescapable that Generation 1 will always be, for now and forever, the most recognizable and the most marketed. Not just marketable, but, like, they're going to act on it. They're not even going to try with the other generations as much outside of, like, Lucario or something. Not really sure how I feel about that, so I just kind of take what I can get, like, the fact that they used Greninja prominently in one of the later parts, or even Torterra in the, the... the garden action scene. If I made a Pokemon Detective Pikachu sequel, I, I should just say Detective Pikachu sequel, but if I made a sequel, I would probably just follow in the game's footsteps and make it about Johto Pokemon with some cameo appearances by other ones. I think by that time, Pokemon Sword and Shield will have come out, so they'd probably want me to include ones from there. If not, give them the most prominent focus, but let's say I have complete creative freedom. I would probably put emphasis on Johto, then in a third movie, Hoenn, until I get some kind of big, massive Pokemon cinematic universe going. Or, you know what? I I think I heard that Illumination wanted to do a Mario movie at some point. (laughs) Or, they could somehow team up with them and just get a Nintendo cinematic universe going or something. I think the the writers or the, the directors, producers, someone involved in the Detective Pikachu movie was asked how they would handle a, a Smash Brothers movie or something. They said that they would kind of have to do the Avengers thing and just do a lot of build-up movies first, which isn't really feasible, but it's really cool to imagine. Like, I really like that Nintendo has been branching out more lately. They're getting these theme parks. They're getting this Mario cereal. They're getting the Detective Pikachu movie. They even have, like, phone apps. Like, this is the kind of stuff they wouldn't have dreamed of doing way back in the day. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that a lot of it didn't exist back in the day, but you get the point. I think it's suffice to say that I liked the movie. It's probably 
the I I can't say it's my favorite Pokemon movie of recent times because I haven't seen any of the recent Pokemon movies. I know that they keep making movies to go along with the anime, basically one for each legendary Pokemon per generation. I think the last one I saw was the the Darkrai movie during Generation 4, and I just watched it on TV because I was trying to watch the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon specials. Uh, I, I remember that seeing the first Pokemon movie like in theaters nearly 20 years ago. Oh, that was nearly 20 years ago. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I liked it. I I honestly think this is a good movie. Like, the writing is fun. It's not just relying on the Pokemon. It does rely on Pokemon to carry it in terms of the plot being a little generic, but I think the acting is good, the writing is good, like, a lot of good gags, like, the Mr. Mime sequence, I think, I think everyone generally likes that one. I did too, especially the way it ended with the, the imaginary gas fire the the bad guy's plan was really weird so howard's plan it all started with the fact that he is very old man and he's restricted to a wheelchair so what he wanted to do was put his mind in mewtwo's body and then do the same thing for everyone else put use mewtwo's power to put everyone's minds in their bodies that's a really weird plan, and it's unlike anything I've seen in any of the games. I'm not even sure if this was based off the game version or not. It's really, really interesting to just see this, such a crazy plan like this. And I guess the Pokemon need to be stirred up a bit with the Argas so that their bodies will more readily receive the human hosts... The humans just kind of disappear into the Pokemon. I'm not really sure how that's supposed to work exactly. Like Psychic power can only really go so far. But that also ties into what I... I finally remember what I was going to say earlier, and this is actually a good transition into that, is the ultimate fate of Tim's father, which I find is not actually concluded in the games they just kind of leave it to interpretation but the movie outright confirms that uh, Tim's father was transferred into Pikachu by Mewtwo as kind of a favor because they helped Mewtwo prior to the beginning of the movie and I don't know how to feel about that it's kind of a cheesy twist but you know it's, a, it's the Pokemon live action CG movie I don't know how much gravitas I wanted out of that. I was just worried that he literally turned his father into Pikachu, Mystery Dungeon style, but no, he just put him in Pikachu, and we get him restored later, we find out that Tim's dad is played by live-action Ryan Reynolds, and that's why Ryan Reynolds was the voice of Pikachu, and anytime we see Tim's dad in flashbacks and stuff, we never see his face, which I thought was really weird, but now I can understand why, because it would very obviously give away the fact that it was Ryan Reynolds. You, know, you can't really hide Ryan Reynolds like that, unless you put like the Deadpool mask on him, but 
that would just kind of raise a lot more questions and probably still spoil it. So the movie ends on a brighter note. Tim and his father, Ryan Reynolds, reunite. His dad has an actual name, but you know it's it's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I know that there were memes and jokes about Danny DeVito being Detective Pikachu, and I guess they actually got close to having him, or maybe they actually did consider him, but they never went through with it, and Danny DeVito was asked about this. He has no idea what Pokemon is, but I just like to think about the alternate timeline where we actually did get Danny DeVito in the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. This probably isn't like, the most formal or well-thought-out review of the movie, but it's safe to say that I liked it. I liked it a lot. I even got a nice poster out of the whole situation. Thank you, Alf. So, Detective Pikachu, I would recommend it primarily if you're a fan of Pokemon. I, I, I'm trying to think about the people who don't like Pokemon, because I know a few. And I'm not really sure if they would like it or not. They might be able to put up with it if only for, like, Ryan Reynolds or maybe a bit of Generation 1 nostalgia that they secretly have. But, yeah, generally this is a movie for Pokemon fans. There are a few deep cuts here and there. Still mainly Generation 1 stuff, the stuff that most people would be likely to know. But I think the movie is good. I recommend it. I mean, I've already spoiled it a lot here, but, you know, maybe maybe being based off the game, those spoilers are kind of foregone. I'm not really sure. I mean, there's the whole Roger and Clifford difference, and I guess the, the, the revelation of, like, Tim's dad, but I think that was implied in the games anyway. I'm not really sure. I, I, I don't know. I like the movie. That's all I'll say for the rest of this. So if you want to hear me talk more about games, ramble like this. It was actually kind of fun doing an episode like this. I don't know if I'll do it in this off-the-cuff style all the time, but it was a nice experiment. If you want to hear me talk more about this kind of stuff, then just follow the BitCast on Twitter, and you can keep up to date, find out what kind of games and stuff I'm interested in. You'll probably figure out what episodes might be coming up in that case, and you'll be linked to different episodes too, which are all available, by the way, on Podcast One's app and website and on iTunes. I'd probably be interested in talking about the Detective Pikachu game at some point now, or maybe bringing in one of my guests so they can kind of help me flesh out my discussion of the movie a bit more. And now that I have the idea in my head, I kind of want to do an episode about the Sonic movie. Maybe I should do more movie-based episodes, actually. You know, they're still about games and stuff, and I think they're worthy talking points. It's not just something to think about. I'm always thinking about new directions to take the show, new things to try. You know, you gotta experiment and innovate every once in a while. And I think, with all that said, this has been the BitCast for this week. I will see you on the next one. Listen to BidCast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.